Hi all, Sosa Hernandez here from Tijuana after Cholos versus Cruz Azul, uh, bringing you a mini Mexican soccer show pod, updating you on all of the midweek Liga Mecca's results. I'm actually uh, in my car right now. I tried recording this on my walk out of the stadium, because that's what we've done before in the past with some of these mini episodes, like walking out of the stadium, but, you know, surprise, surprise with uh, Estado Caliente. Sometimes it can be a little way too loud, because there's, like, a bunch of banda, and the stadium also basically turns into, like, a small nightclub. So I tried recording a video, and then I got my car. I was like, wait, I can't I can't hear a single thing that I'm saying. I even, uh, even tried using a mic, and that didn't even work out. But, uh, but anyway, what I wanted to do uh, for this mini episode is I wanted to kind of give you a quick little update on all of the midweek Liga Mekis results. So uh, let's start with Tuesday's game. So uh, let's start with Veracruz 0, Querétaro 5. I mean, I mean Veracruz remains winless in league play for, what, it's over a year now. And uh, following the result, uh, Enrique Mesa resigned as manager of the team. And uh, as for Querétaro, I mean, if you were to ask me, I mean, I'm still not convinced by them. I still think that they, they don't look like a top Liga Mekis side. I still think like the roster has a lot of you know weak links, but nonetheless, I mean, they're still in first place. They're back in the first place, I should say, because they're not back in first place. They're, they're in first earlier in the season uh, with 16 points. So it looks like they're definitely on their way to, uh, to qualifying for the playoffs. But if we're talking about them uh, potentially being candidates for the title, I... Uh, so that's a different conversation altogether, but nonetheless, they're in first place. Um, let's move over to Atlas 1, Tigres 1. Tigres narrowly uh, clinched the draw after getting a goal from uh, Duenas in the 94th minute. Uh, Tigres are off to a slow start, so of course, everyone has questioned them. We should, of course, be questioning their so slow start when you consider uh, the roster that they have. But then again, how many times have we had this conversation before uh, they charge into the playoffs? Um so let's move over to Atleti, San Luis 1, Morelia 1. Four goals, four red cards in that match, and uh, but uh, both teams still remain outside of the top eight. Uh, and then we're going to close things out for Tuesday's matches uh, with Club America 1, Pachuca 1. Um, for me, I was looking at the highlights. It was good to see America youngster Jose Lopez uh, make his debut and immediately get a goal. Uh, but unfortunately for America fans, uh, they later... Uh, uh, missed a penalty. I forget exactly who missed that penalty for America, uh, but then they la- allowed a late equalizer for from Pachuca in the 89th minute. So a little bit of a mixed bag for for America uh, and their mix and their midweek results. Uh, let's look at today's matches uh, for Wednesday. So we had Leon to Santos to. Uh, once again, I didn't get a chance to watch this one or, or the highlights because I was over uh, prepping for the Shoals game over here in Tijuana. But I mean, you get a sense that. With Leon and Santos, so this could be a potential playoff preview, you know, with the form that these two sides are having. You know, I think, yeah, Santos don't have the most exciting roster, but someone like uh, Eric Castillo, who I thought was a fairly underwhelming player in Tijuana, is doing quite well with the team. So it looks like they're definitely building something interesting there with Santos. Of course, you have someone like Forch leading the attack. But, of course, Leon, you know, you can't count them out. They definitely look like a top-eight team. So I think that Leon 2, Santos 2, that can definitely be a little bit of a playoff preview when we're looking uh, towards a postseason. Um, but also... Um, I think we were looking at uh, Leon. We got to give a shout out to uh, Macias, JJ Macias, for scoring and getting the assist. I almost felt like he was responding in a weird way, you know, after not being called up by Mexico. Uh, I mean, this is a Mexico roster that included, what, 31 players, and Macias uh, 
wasn't uh, called up uh, by that. That I think a lot of fans were a little bothered that Macias was there. And I think if you listen to like uh, what a lot of fans are saying, they're saying, "Oh, why is why is Vega in there?" You know, but uh, but Macias isn't in there. Macias isn't better for. Macias is a better player. I personally, I think you can find room for both players in the call up. But uh, nonetheless, it was good to see him uh, get a goal and assist to kind of like help his case going forward. And also, someone needs to explain to me, how is he eligible for the U.S. men's national team? I don't believe any of that for a second. I feel like I've been seeing that everywhere online. It was like, oh, Macias, like he might be eligible for the U.S. men's national team. I know, I might be wrong, I might be completely wrong, but uh, someone needs to show me how he's uh, eligible for the U.S. men's national team. Um, so elsewhere on Wednesday... Uh, Nick Oxley got a one-to-one draw at home against the Luca, And then to close out the evening, uh, there is a fantastic match between Scholz and Cruz Azul. I was at the game. I'm still here in Tijuana. I was lucky, actually. This is probably, like, the most entertaining game of the midweek. Uh, there are still a couple more games tomorrow, but this could prove to be the best game of the midweek. Uh, you know, it was probably one of the more entertaining Scholz games that I've seen in a long time. You saw VAR decisions. You saw plenty of yellows. There's halftime dances from Scholz's mascot at Tucanes de Tijuana where, like, for some odd reason, like, made a little quick appearance during a halftime. Uh, and, of course, to close things out on the field, you had a game winner from an unexpected Scholz uh, hero. It was uh, Eric Cubo Torres, uh, which clinched a 3-2 win for Scholz over Cruz Azul. Um, in the post-game press conference, I actually asked Scholz uh, manager Oscar Pareja about, you know, what was a halftime talk he gave his team because they were down 2-1 to one at halftime. And uh, he told me that he agreed that their, their first 45 minutes weren't their best and that he basically told the squad to to get back into their roots and to forget about the result and just let the goals come. And, I mean, they definitely followed through. And uh, as for Kubel, I mean, Kubel Torres, I mean, he was clearly pretty emotional after the game you know he he ripped off his jersey after scoring and he still looked to be quite emotional uh, in the mix zone after the match and he talked about how motivated he was to have scored the goal and i talked to a couple members of the press uh uh about google and what else he said there because i was in the i was uh, in the post game press conference for for the managers so i didn't get a chance to be in the mix zone uh but i went down to talk to a few members of the press they were telling me that basically like after google gave his like uh his he uh, his uh, his uh, mix zone interview. He basically was like jumping up and down with some, like some of his like friends and family, like uh, right outside the mix zone. Because right outside the uh, like the mix zone, there's like a lot of like family and friends that like hang out uh, from like for the players. And apparently, Kubo was just elated and kind of like had a little mini celebration with them. So clearly, this means uh, a lot to him to get that get that goal. And he did say in the mix zone. I was looking at some of the quotes uh, that people posted that uh, he feels uh, very very motivated after scoring that goal. And I I, I mean I would definitely be motivated as well if I scored a game winner uh, in the the dying stages of a match. Um, so tomorrow, or I guess today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, we have Puebla versus Juarez, and then we have uh, Rayados against Pumas to close it all out. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, that's your uh, midweek Liga Mekis wrap-up. Uh, luckily, uh, I'm not like uh, Tom Marshall who stepped in a, a little bit of a, a pothole <laughs> while recording. I guess it's a little tough, you know, to step in a pothole when you're recording uh, from your car. But like I said, uh, I definitely had to record from my car because it was just uh, way too loud out there and I couldn't get, I couldn't even hear myself after listening to the audio. Uh, but yeah, so tomorrow night or today, yeah, we've got Puebla versus Juarez. We've got Monterrey versus Pumas to close it all out. And then we're right back in it because we have more Liga Mekis games on Friday. But anywho, I'm hungry. Uh, I'm tired. I'm headed back to San Diego. Wish me luck. And uh, yeah, we'll see y'all on the next episode. Hopefully uh, you guys enjoyed this, uh, this mini pod and um, all the other mini pods that we've been recording uh, for the